I didn't think that I would do what I did in that time of testing my character. I thought I would be like, all right, I know what to do. And I know many of you know what to do, but sometimes it can be hard to do the thing that you know to do and resort to something that made you feel comfort for years before Christ. Beautiful day, beautiful people. Welcome to the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. I am your host, Danielle Mason. And today we're talking really about, I just want to have a super real conversation with you. It's typically what every episode is, but I want to share something that happened to me this past weekend and what it really taught me. I would definitely consider me failing this past weekend. And I just want to be real about it because just from different conversations, you know, going through life anyways, times can get hard and you'll have certain situations that really test like Yo, Christianness, okay? You'll have situations that test your character. You'll have situations that will test your faith. And these are, I feel, just coming out of this, I feel that these are necessary to reveal some self-awareness and even expose parts of you that maybe aren't surrendered over to the Lord or that you are still trying to control. Those two things are pretty much the same thing. When you aren't surrendering something to the Lord, it's like you want to control it. In these situations, sometimes you'll like, and you know, as soon as it happens, say you're having a conversation with somebody and they get you to that point and you had been like patient the entire conversation and you know, you're feeling misunderstood or whatever it might be that really gets you over. Maybe they say one sly thing or one thing that just triggers you or that you really don't like. (laughs) And it just sends you whole over into attitude mode. (laughs) And you don't even have instances of, or even like a a space in your mind to pause and to think about what you're going to say next. It's just like a full reaction. And those are really trying times. Maybe this happens with your spouse, with a really good friend of yours, or with a family member. Typically, these types of things happen within family or maybe even the internet. And they really test your character. Okay? And it does suck whenever you fall into the trap. When you fall into the trap of attitude, you fall into the trap of saying something that you don't mean or that you wish you could take back and you don't feel like apologizing right after because it's like you're still mad and you have that pride. I know we've all been there. I really fell into that trap this past weekend. And um, I allowed it to... Like I started moving from my emotions and not from a place of wisdom. It put me on this roller coaster of emotions too. And you know what? I'm just going to say, you know, I'll be real. This, this situation happened with Jamar, okay? And I noticed that because 
of the intimacy that we share, you know, as husband and wife, I notice that his emotion affects my emotion. And I still haven't fully figured out the code or have figured out how to be completely detached from his emotion allowing it to affect my emotion. And I'm not even really sure if detachment is the goal. This is something that I'm still figuring out, but I just wanted to share because I know this is probably relatable and we're not always gonna get it right, okay? But I wanna share some things that I learned out of this and some things that I realized about myself And it was that Jamar has a lot of control over my emotion. And it is pretty scary because I definitely want to be the type of person that no matter what's going on around me, I have peace with inside myself. And maybe it was because I was in wrong. So it made me feel some type of way about myself. And you go through these things in your head and you'll you'll get this if you're in a relationship or married and you're actively, you know, seeking the Lord and trying to be like a good Christian wife. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard sometimes. You know what? It's hard temporarily because you want to be the other end of the spectrum type wife sometimes because things really test you, man. But in the long run, it makes marriage healthier. It makes marriage more fruitful when you go by the book, when you go by the word of God and when you trust in him versus trusting on your own human flesh and acting out of that. So had the situation and I separated myself just because I had these this emotional like roller coaster. I would in my head be like, you know what, I'm just not gonna care. <laughs> Women, you know, I'm just not gonna care so I can protect myself. And then I'm like, no, that's not the type of marriage that I want to have. And you know, me doing that it's not going to be beneficial to the marriage whatsoever. And then I was like, oh, I'll just not speak my mind and I'll, you know, make him think he's always right, whatever. And then on the other side, I started thinking he married me for a reason and we're partners. My voice isn't to not be heard. It's to be heard and to be taken in consideration and to then trust my husband to make the ultimate decision. So yeah, as you can see, I had all these different emotions in my head going back and forth and I would cry and then I'd be fine and then I'd start crying again. And it was such a roller coaster of emotion. And I hadn't had this happen to me in such a long time. Like it was really, really weird, honestly. Really coming to Christ, I haven't had a moment like this. So it was really strange. And I was halfway feeding into it because I first started putting on worship music and I was like, I'm just going to sing and worship the Lord and just spend time with the Lord outside. So that's what I was starting to do. And I was crying. Then I started thinking about other music that I used to listen to, uh, music festivals. I was thinking that was such a happy time. And I started playing one of my past favorite artists and was listening to to their music and singing along. And then I was like, no, I really shouldn't be listening to this. So I'd put back on worship. Then I just paused it all. And I just opened my book, tried to read. I started crying when I tried to read. Like, girl, It was just a whole whirlwind of emotions and I'm sure you can relate maybe. And then I stopped all that and I was like, you know what, let me just 
watch this video that my friend sent me about this prophetic word from Amanda Pittman. And I watched a lot of that. Also, in the middle of all this, I was contacting my friends because I wanted to have some comfort. Like I was seeking all the things that I was doing, I was seeking comfort. And you already know what I'm about to say. You find all the comfort at the feet of Jesus. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying to seek him, but I knew at the same time that my all wasn't in spending time with the Lord in my time of sorrow. I was seeking external things. I, you know, went and grabbed a frappe and uh, then I started drinking wine and I was like really trying to feel better but I resorted to all these external things that wasn't the Lord. Even people, even listening to Amanda Pittman's prophetic word, it was like an escape, honestly. It was like, okay, let me get my mind on something else and make myself think that I am, you know, seeking the Lord in this moment. But when you consume, it's not really seeking the Lord. And when you're listening to worship music, but your heart's not in it, it's not true, true worship and praise. It's like you're you're trying to drown out the silence that is necessary to have that space to be with the Lord and to speak and have that intimate time with the Lord. And so I really didn't have that during that time. Then I started watching some house renovation episodes and I was on my phone a lot. I was doing some laundry like literally all these other things. I was eating a lot, eating my emotions. So, you know, it it really made me think about, wow, I'm doing the things that I would have done before Christ. Drink, eat, consume. You know, I didn't get drunk, but even just going to drinking wine versus like feeding my soul with the word of God, it really made me disappointed in myself. It was like, why am I doing this? Even in the middle of doing it temporarily, it felt good to do it in the moment, but it did not feed my soul. It did not help me whatsoever. And um, I had this revelation the next day, which was when we went to church, we of course opened the word of God. And it was such a great message for me because he referenced many different parts of the word, Old Testament, New Testament, and it fed my soul. And man, as it was doing that, I immediately started thinking to myself, like, I should have done this versus all those other things that I was seeking comfort in because it would have filled me immediately. It would have filled my soul. It would have allowed my mind and my soul to come to a place of rest. And, you know, I didn't beat myself up over it because I know that's not what the Lord would want me to do. But it was definitely a learning lesson for me. For one, to have some self-awareness around, okay, A, I'm still allowing my emotions at times to dictate my actions. And having that awareness is good because it brings you to a place of reality. Like, okay, I'm not perfect. I need to humble myself before the Lord. I need to humble myself before my husband. And I realize I haven't arrived yet. And I I have that knowing before, but not to the point I am currently, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't think that I would do what I did in that time of testing my character. I thought I would be like, all right, I know what to do. And I know many of you know what to do, but sometimes it can be hard to do the thing that you know to do and resort to something that made you feel comfort for years before Christ. 
But when you do it and when you have that that moment, it really makes you also think about how empty these other things are and how much substance and comfort they actually lack, how much truth they lack. And the enemy will use these things to make you think that this will make you feel better, a glass of wine will make you feel better, eating snacks will make you feel better, speaking with friends will make you feel better, which speaking with friends is great, but it shouldn't be your source because they can only help so much. And they're so important. Like sweet, sweet friendships are so important. But the Lord is really where you find the ultimate rest and comfort because your friends can only speak it to you so much. It's the Lord that knows you through and through. He created you. It's so insane to me how being on this walk, we can possibly fall into sin and fall into disappointment and fall into patterns that we had for so long, even as we're walking with the Lord. So this situation also made me have, I think, even more grace for people because these emotions that God has blessed us with can be so strong because when we're operating from a place of emotion only, that is not an indicator of truth. So as believers, we are called higher and we may know better, but sometimes we fall. And I don't want you to sit in a place where you condemn yourself or where you continue to be disappointed in yourself because that's not who God created you to be. That's not what will make him feel better or will make you feel better. That's not to show him how sorry you are. No, you're created in his image. He doesn't want you to live in disappointment. He doesn't want you to live doubting yourself because of one instance or two instances or however many instances. He has already redeemed you and it's a lie of Satan to make you believe that you don't deserve God's love and grace and mercy, the things that Jesus already died for. But take these these moments and harvest from from them. So next time you do a little better, next time, you know, you're able to extend even more grace for somebody else. Or next time you're able to relate to somebody who comes to you for help. And next time you know, you know what? I remember how these things made me feel. I'm going to go to the Lord first. I'm gonna go to his word because I know when it becomes a knowing and truth in your heart of, I know the word of God will bring me comfort. I know that the Lord hears and delivers the righteous. I know that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those that are crushed in spirit. That's in Psalm 34. I know these things. And so that's what leads my action to do those things because I know that is what will fill me, not this other stuff that we can fill our life with. I encourage you to instead of suppressing your feelings with content, consuming, substances, people, external things, I encourage you to release it and then to fill yourself with truth and with the word of God because it really is the ultimate comfort. And before I recorded this episode, you know, I started really asking God beforehand, Lord, what do you want me to talk about versus planning it all out? Like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about today? And I felt that come up. You know, I wasn't thinking about sharing all the details, which I didn't share all the details, but 
you know, even as much as I did share, I wasn't really planning on sharing all that. I wanted to make it more general, but the Lord reminded me of the purpose of this podcast and not to be surface level, it's to be real. It's not to show up and try to pretend that I'm this perfect person, this perfect follower, but to show my imperfections. And he reminded me of Noah. You know, Noah saw such amazing miracles of the Lord. And this is typical with people in the Bible, like they're following the Lord and then they fall and the Lord picks them back up, doesn't condemn them. And so he reminded me of Noah seeing this amazing miracle, him and his family, the Lord protecting them from the flood and speaking to him, giving them this vision of the ark and Noah built it. Then later, after seeing the Lord's provision so plainly, he got drunk and being able to read that about Noah's story and so many other people's stories of when they have that, that failure moment, like Moses, when they have that failure moment, it just makes you so grateful for the Lord and it makes you realize you're not alone in this walk. You don't have to be perfect because God does not call us to be perfect. He calls us to walk with him and to seek him constantly, even in those moments. I thank you for allowing me to share and to be real and I want to pray over you today. Dear Lord, I thank you, God, for your love and for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for a beautiful, new, fresh day that is filled with purpose. I thank you for your forgiveness, Lord, and just for every ear listening, God. Whatever they're whatever they are going through, you know it through and through, and you know them through and through. And I pray that you speak to them today. I pray that you open their hearts to receive your spirit. I pray that they set their mind on things of you, on heavenly things. I pray that their trust grows in you. I pray that they lean on you in times of sorrow, in times of trouble, in times of high emotion. Um, I pray that you give them a really loud exit. And I just pray that you give them the strength and the wisdom to seek truth in your word because I know it provides us all comfort. And I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for being part of this community. And if you haven't already, I would so appreciate it and love if you would leave an honest review of the episode so you can just go down to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars or whatever you believe that the podcast is rated and then leave an honest review. I'd love to hear your words, what you're loving, what you would want more of down below. Thank you for listening to the show and go out there and have the best week because you can.